0: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
1: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Today we're going to be talking about, you know, haram relationships, touchy subject, but you know, something really important, not especially in Western, in, in all societies. In all societies, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, this actually mm-hmm. really important, like, everywhere. Bro, hold hold
2: Inshallah, <laughs> everyone can benefit. Can we, can we just... Oh, what's going on with your hair, Bro. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> bro it <laughs> looks like frankenstein Yeah, okay mm-hmm. but um the reason i bring up haram relationships is because recently i've been on a spree of seeing like a lot of videos on social media speaking about like sins that have been normalized in our society and one of the like ones that is normalized that should not be even close to normalized is being in a haram relationship and i say this because not only because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran don't go near zina right but also because zina. yeah exactly not no but also fa- because what's it called think about it like what do what benefit have we ever seen from a haram relationship That's what right. successful haram relationship have we seen and been like those are the pinnacle of humanity you've right. never
1: seen a successful haram relationship story
2: no no
0: exactly. because look you have to think about it right the one thing i like to always bring up is the simple fact of like the divorce rate in america mm-hmm. right so 60
2: right, percent or something like, a little six. bit above that
0: now nah, the way i the way i explain is like okay it, there's no problem in like, let's say a man and woman getting together and having a relationship, but it's the way that they're going about it. Like you see the most of society, most teens like, oh, they'll be in a relationship. They'll be in there for a couple of years. Someone might cheat. They might do something behind their back Like, they're they're in a relationship basically with no foundation. Right. And Islam gives it that foundation. Right. So like, for example, right, you'll you'll have a guy who's dating a girl. He might be dating her for like a year or two. He hasn't even met the parents yet. He hasn't even talked to the father yet.
1: And what you're doing is just you're making it um, you're living in a fantasy for only a short amount of time until until things have to get serious. And then you realize uh, you just wasted all this time.
0: You wasted all your time and now you don't want to be a man and go forth and, yeah. uh, let's say, give the woman her rights exactly. or vice versa. You woman doesn't want to have home. to play her role. Her and-
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. And the beauty, the beauty of like, this topic is that it applies to everybody. This is not just something where you're saying, oh, I'm only speaking to Muslims. I'm speaking to non-Muslims as well because they get in these relationships and you see how when they get out of them, they're broken. Their trust is broken. They, um, they turn themselves off to society for a time. Like if you look at it um, on like TikTok or something, you'll see someone who goes through a heartbreak, they'll end up in the gym for months until they turn their life around and then they come back stronger saying, oh, like this is what my ex was missing or something like this. And it's like, why did it take for that to happen for you to change your life? Why didn't you change your life while you were doing, while you were in that relationship? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you make your life better before that? Why mm-hmm. do you have to go through this one thing for you to say, okay, now I need to change. And
1: then when you look at it in hindsight, they had a lesson learned. And what was that lesson? Like you're not supposed to be doing that. Now, hold on, hold on. Or now what's, what's the biggest
0: that? mistake you see right after? Mm-hmm. They'll get into another hard yeah, relationship. Yeah, they'll go back to it. <laughs> and then that one will break. And then and they'll get into another one. And another one to the point where they're like, man, you know what? I can't, I can't, st- I can't settle for a relationship. I'm just gonna go ahead, sleep around, get get my sexual intercourse in, and I'm happy. Why yeah, do I I'm, need to settle down in a relationship? Yeah, Why do I need to kids. get married? Why do I need to have kids? Yeah, and then how many deadbeat fathers are there? How many single mothers are there because of haram relationships? A lot. Man, yeah. how many children suffer from haram relationships? You're not wow. just
1: affecting yourself. you're affecting your lineage, your family. You're, and then you're, and then one thing you brought up was um, how they'll get into another relationship right after. Mm-hmm. All these are filled with, they'll say, oh, this one's the one. All these are filled with broken promises, broken promises, broken trust. You can't trust no one. And then I don't, I'm not surprised on why people say, oh, I can't trust no one. Now, now, now,
0: look, listen, you want another thing? They go back into another haram relationship. You know why? Because haram, right? Now, when it comes to bad habits, think, oh, this one time won't hurt. Then they, then they go again and then again and again and again. Now they're stuck in a constant cycle. Any bad addiction starts off like this right so whether it be drugs alcohol haram relationships whatever it may be and of mm-hmm. course these things are fun for a time being right but these things will destroy you later on destroy you in this life destroy you in the hereafter yeah. whatever it may be allah has revealed what is mm-hmm. right for human beings because he knows us better than we know ourselves
1: some people some people will be in a haram relationship they don't even know they're in a haram relationship mm-hmm. they think they think oh we're just talking and then but they don't have no parents involved they don't got but there there's feelings attached already like you don't even know like and then you end up getting hurt from that and you you wonder why because you wouldn't yeah. do it the
2: right way and percent and I know, and that's I know scary that there are people that. out there like that, especially like for us as Muslims, there are people out there who they will a man will start talking to a woman and before they get parents involved they'll try to you know throw their desires into something and they may not make their intention clear, but they'll they'll know they'll make their intention that they like this person clear and vice versa, and you know the danger in doing that is that the Netma of Allah can leave you might. You think that, oh yeah, just because I'm Muslim and I'm looking to find a woman, you know, I may not be looking to date her right now. I might look to get married to her, but I want to just talk to her right now. I want to, you know, we'll flirt a little bit just to see like if we like each other, if we're compatible with each other. But if you're not talking about what it is your end goal is, oh yeah, to get married, let me get your father involved or, or this and that, then you might not have a no nitmah of Allah. And the horrible thing about that is because you might think, oh yeah, let me do it later. But how are you any different from anyone who says, oh, I'm going to leave this sin later. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing right now and I'll turn to Allah later. Yeah, You don't 5%. know if you turn to Allah later is going to be accepted. You have zero idea. Because what is your intention say if that's the way you think? It thinks, oh, I'm going to enjoy myself for right now, then Allah will forgive me later because He's the most forgiving. Because He's the most merciful. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful to the one who actively seeks his mercy. Not to the one who says, I can get it that time. I can turn to him next year. <laughs> no, next, hold on. This is because this is the person who thinks that sincere. they can...
0: Yeah, exactly. The person who thinks that they, they can deceive God. You cannot deceive God. God is the all-knowing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, you, think, you think you're think you going to deceive God? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's be. like that same person who was like, okay, I know Islam is the truth, but I'm going to accept Islam at 80. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, similar comparison. Al- Allah. But look, here's the thing though. Like, this is actually the weakness of human beings. A lot of human beings know what's good for them, but they'll still choose what's bad for them. Because you know why? Because the, the desires, the temptation, and the good feeling that they get in the, in the moment, mm-hmm. that, that instant good feeling, right? It's like that one good example we always bring up. If you give a chocolate, uh, kid chocolate or broccoli, right, they already know which one's better for them, right? But which one are they going to take? They're obviously going to take the chocolate. Mm-hmm.
2: Because of that pleasure that they get right then and there that, when they have it. It's that sh- it is that short-term pleasure that these all these sins bring us, but more so for haram relationships because you can keep going back to no, it. No, no, but the
1: dangers of a haram relationship. A haram relationship can destroy your life. It can turn someone who is righteous into a disbeliever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, and it all in, in all like it starts with a look. So like first lower your gaze. Second, it, it all starts with a look, and then you just start pursuing little, little by little, little by little, and you don't even realize what Satan's doing to you. And Surah Al-Nisa it says, "Yaiduhum when you him. Satan arouses them in desire, arouses. the soul looks beautiful to you. Your own, the thing that looks beautiful to you is going to destroy you.
0: Yeah, this is a good point right here because like, look, for example, right? You have a, you have a couple, they'll be in a haram relationship. Everything goes well in the beginning, right? But mm-hmm. then once they make everything halal, all of a sudden the whole thing starts to crumble. The whole thing is terrible. Why? Mm-hmm. Because shaitan left now. You made it halal now. Shaitan has no place in this anywhere, anymore. So he's not beautifying it anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's gone. That's why everything starts to crumble. Yeah. But in the beginning, everything was looking beautiful because shaitan beautified it for you. You think people are like think, oh, Shaitan's is just some devil with horns and this and that. No, Shaitan's gonna come to you in the most beautiful forms. He's gonna, he's gonna deceive you.
2: Like the thing, the thing about what Osman just said about how Shaitan can deceive you is the way that we have free will, right, as humans. What if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wrote someone next to you who was supposed to make you righteous, who's supposed to help you be on the path of Allah, so that you can reach Jannah with that person, right? But you have free will, so you chose the one that's gonna steer you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you chose the haram relationship, you chose to go with what Shaitan said, and you chose that haram relationship, and in doing so, you ended up doing unimaginable things to yourself, irreparable damage to your deen, because it's so hard for us in ourselves to come back from certain sins. Like I know for myself that if, if I had fallen into zina, I would never forgive myself, and I only know that because I know who I am. I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive me if I repented, right? But we're humans, we're weak, even to ourselves. We might look at ourselves, okay, we may turn back to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the rest of your life, you'll be thinking about that sin over and over again.
1: And you know Mm -hmm. what the scariest and most like real thing about it is, is that it's all your fault. There wasn't any trick involved. There wasn't any like gotcha moment. Like it was all, you went every
0: step of the way. Shaitan has weak influence on you. Yeah, you (laughs) made the decision every step of the way. You as a human being who made the decision. Now look, I wanna ask you guys a question. Are the pure and the impure equal? No, no, of course not. So I look, for example, marriage could be a beautiful thing. You get the family involved. You get her family involved. You guys make a connection. You guys are in the halal, right? Allah is pleased with you. You have Allah's blessing, Mm -hmm. right? You guys go, you guys go do something. Let's say they're, they're in a room doing their thing, whatever. Someone knocks on the door, right? They have no shame in it. But on the other hand, the one who's doing the haram, they're constantly worried about getting caught, right? They're hiding. No, they're hiding. Knowing Allah is watching them, right? They have that fear in their heart, that guilt in their heart. Someone knocks on the door, they start scrambling, right? Because, you know, they don't know what to do right now. They can't get caught in this moment. Mm-hmm. Think about it.
1: And also, right? it's like something is shameful.
0: Exactly. And they know it's shameful. They they feel the guilt in their heart. I want you to imagine. are the, Are these two types of people equal? No, of course not. This is a beautiful
2: example that I heard. Wait, this is... Hold on. I just thought of something... Like, what the heck, hold on. So, you know how in a haram relationship, you spend so much time, so much effort, so much money on each other, right? You do all these things together, like basically become married, but not with the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So you're doing all these things. If it ends, you feel like it's for nothing. Sometimes, yeah, you, you may come out feeling like you learned a lesson, but what did that lesson cost you? It cost you all that time, that money, that effort, things that you can't get back. These are things that you can't get back. These are things you're not supposed to play with in your life, right? Like, me especially, I don't play with my time. But when you think about it in halal, right? Let's say you you seek out a partner to marry them in a the halal way. What can you not do when uh, you're trying to make a halal? You're not supposed to spend money on each other before you're married. The, the time that you spend together, it should be known that uh, with the parents. But it's not time that, like, you can't, it's time you can't get back. But it's not the same as when you're in a relationship. Because you're not spending every moment of every day with each other. It's not like you're out here sleeping at each other's houses. No, like when you go to meet with them, you go to meet with their family or whatever, you spend a, cu- a little couple hours with each other or something like this, then you then you leave. It's not like you're there with them every single day. And that's a protection on you because what if it ends? Okay, yeah, it might hurt for a little while, but you know when you're trying to make a halal, this was best for you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When haram relationship ends, how can you say, oh, this is what Allah wanted? Eventually, yeah, you can see that, see that if you turn back to Allah, you're like, oh, that haram relationship was not good for me. But what about for the people who don't turn to Allah? They just see it's, it's, gonna, like, it's bad luck. It's going gonna, to gonna destroy them mentally. <laughs> I can
1: see how it can destroy someone like mentally. What do Send you mean? You can see.
0: We see it happen every single day. We see it happen all over the place. We see it all over social media. How many people get cheated on? How many people get backstabbed because of a haram relationship that they were in? How many people? How many people feel guilt and shame because of the haram relationship they were in? That's
1: that's another thing. When the only thing that binds two people together, like you don't have no contract, you don't have no commitment, you don't have no family involved, the only thing that binds you together is your feelings. You're going to get cheated. You're going to get, they're no, going to betray look, you. Just, that just same thing that you put all your trust in instead of Allah, it's going to betray you. Nothing, hold nothing on. that you put, anything that you put over Allah, instead of Allah, it will betray you.
0: Okay. What now you look, listen, over. I want you to think about it. You're in a hot relationship. You build, you build, you build this and that, whatever you guys spend so much time together. Right. But you're lacking the foundation. Eventually, once you get to a point, that thing is going to fall. Right? Versus when you have foundation, when you have the blessing of Allah, it's much easier for this not to fall. Right? And of course, let's say this. Let's say you do get into divorce with a person. You know, know that this it was a test from Allah. Know that there's blessing in it. You know, at the end of the day, you didn't lose.
2: You still won. See, but that's the thing. When oh, you have like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you were to get in, into a divorce when you're married, you know you have that to fall back on. The people who, they don't look to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they go through these things, what do they have to fall back on? They have nothing. They look they see either a problem with themselves or what their circumstance or something, they might look up to the sky and say, why me? But then you have the other person who's saying, God saw this best for me. Mm-hmm. So look look at the difference right there, right? And like, when you see a haram relationship, I've even seen it for my friends who are non-Muslim. They, they get in these haram relationships. They go through an irreparable amount of like, suffering, suffering mentally. And I see it in them and I'm like, man, I mean, you could have avoided this, but would you? No, because like you, you don't know any better. You may be, you're ignorant to the fact that you need to commit yourself fully. You can't just say, "Hey, I, we're go- I'm going to say you're my girlfriend and I'm your boyfriend." No,
1: but you know, you know what's, you know what I see about that though. Like it's like Alhamdulillah, Allah told us in the Quran. We didn't even have to. We didn't have to experience that. Allah told us. He said, "Wallah He said, "Don't even go near such a thing. Don't even go near it." And then you know, like that's Alhamdulillah. Like that's hukum. You know what I'm saying?
2: said don't go near but even there are even muslims out there who they're gonna uh they're gonna fall into this desire because we as humans we're we desire this companionship but more so we desire that companionship with the opposite gender over many things over your family over your siblings over your friends you're gonna desire that type of companionship because what is it for this is you being able to build a connection you think that you can have this partner with you going up and up and up moving in moving up the status in this world
0: speaking of that speaking of you wanting this relationship more than your friends and your family you ever had one of your homeboys snake you because of a haram relationship True. i i would hey, love to bring that up too just think about that look me me personally right even like before like let's say i was religious right whatever but i'd have friends like, you know, they they'd flag on me or they they prioritize this haram relationship over me just for them to break up in two months. Right? Now you costed us, you costed us our friendship and you costed yourself this relationship. And now look at you, down. Destroying. You. Destroying yourself.
2: Destroying yourself. Man, you could even think about it how when like you you see all these these cases of cheating, like, bro, you'll see people who get cheated on, and the person that they cheated on was like their best friend or something like that. Yeah. In Islam, you're not gonna see something <laughs> like that. For, yeah, look, for brothers, for brothers and sisters in Islam who fear Allah, you're not gonna see that garbage. What? Now I mean-
0: hold, on, hold on, hold on. Speaking of haram relationship, it doesn't just apply to boyfriend and girlfriend. It's the fact that men and women can't be friends. Now mm-hmm. understand that that friendship is also a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you're if your wife is out here having male friends and she cheats on you, that's your why call? are you surprised? Yeah, don't, don't why be surprised. are you so surprised <laughs> when you allowed your wife to engage in a haram relationship with the opposite gender? Why? Why are you so surprised? You see it happen all the time. You see it happen all, all over social media. Oh, Scotty Pippen, this and that, whatever it may be.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I remember what, like we're going out asking people, can men and women be friends? And the people who are saying yes, I'm like, and we're asking them, oh, yeah, can your wife have male friends? And they'll tell me no. So I'm like, how can you say that they could be friends? And the, th- like, the thing is, even us as Muslims, even me, my wife is not going to be friends with any of you. She's never going to be around you unless I'm around. You understand what she's I'm gonna, saying?
1: She's going to be in law.
2: No, but I'm just oh, saying- Oh, you're talking about uh, general. Yeah, like, it's not like I'm about to leave her in the house with you. And that's not- It's not because I don't trust you. People are like, oh, it's about trust. No, it's not. It's that's not the, even about that. It's just I mean. knowing, knowing the nature of a man, knowing the nature of a woman, knowing that- when our desires are very strong, we're subject to fall into them. I don't even think now, you have to explain them now, like now. on that. I just on. think it's you, what we're supposed to do. what we're supposed the, to do.
0: The reason why I don't think you should also explain this is because, look, there are also a lot of non-Muslims, right, that say this. I know the nature of a man. That's why I don't want you having male friends. And may Allah guide these people to the religion of Islam, right? Because yeah. that's the only thing that they're missing, right? They they know the truth in their heart of, oh, okay, men and women can't be friends. I don't want my my girlfriend, let's say, to have... um any male friends or a male best friend, right? But, you know, you're just missing that Islam part. You're like, okay, take it to the next level. G- get married, right? What is one of the people's biggest excuses on why they don't want to get married? Oh, it's more commitment. What do you mean more commitment? Shouldn't you be committed from the start? Mm-hmm. Don't you want that full commitment? Imagine this person that you're, you're you're about to spend the rest of your life with this person. Why not be fully committed from the start? But one thing someone could say on the opposing side is marriage in America or in a Western society is scary for men. Now, exactly, exactly. Like I said, going back to my point in the beginning, the reason why it's scary is because the way people are going about it. Oh, they date for a couple of years, then they get the parents involved, then they get married, they have a wedding, and then they might get cheated on in five to 10 years.
2: Or they might they might divorce and the woman might take half his money. But see, when you guys think of something like that, you're already preparing for the worst. If you prepare for the worst, then the worst will happen. Mm-hmm. See, you can you could see that, okay, this is the worst that can happen. But when you're getting married, why would you want that? Why would you even think about that? This is supposed to be, this is the person I want to be happiest in my life with. I'm happiest with them, so I'm going to commit to them, Right. So I'm not going to be sitting here thinking, oh, yeah, if we divorce, They're going to take my money. If I can, if I think that they are going to do that, if we divorce, I'm not going to, have to marry them. So what's your opinion on a, pre- a prenup? My opinion on a prenup, it depends on what the like, what
0: <laughs> like, look, listen, my opinion, that's on you. You want to go do that. You go ahead and do that. Because I do. I do. I do agree with you on the idea that
1: when you're marrying someone, you should not prepare for the idea of a divorce. But the idea of a divorce is. It's something which I've even it's it's it's
0: real. Listen, I've even listened to other podcasts where like people would be talking about how successful the relationship was with their wife. And they'll be talking about how we don't even talk about the idea of divorce. And they feel like that played a big factor. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
2: That could be true. It may not be true. Now, going going back to what you said about uh, prenups, I mean, me, me, I wouldn't even if I had wealth, right? I'm not going to make her sign a prenup because I understand that if this woman really cares about me, if we divorce, she's not going to be like, oh, I want half his estate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that if we were divorced, if she needed some money to get on her feet, I would support her with that just to get her on her feet. Because after we divorce, I have no obligation to you anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. But. A prenup just shows me that I'm just trying to protect myself. Like, no, I want to protect you as well because I'm still your I'm still a Muslim just as you are Muslim. Like, right? yeah, we we did previously have something and that's not yeah. something which is meaningless. Exactly. I it's agree, not like I it's not like that. I agree with you. If I were that. me personally, if I were to ever divorce, right? I May mean, Allah protect me from that. I don't want that. I mean, but um, I mean. if that were ever happen, it's not like I'm gonna hate you. I never want to be on bad terms with anybody, anybody in my life. I don't want to be on bad terms because what? Facts. What type of person am I, I, I if I'm bad. on bad terms with someone? Felt. it only like, it when, only hurts you exactly when, when i'm going in the grave what is me having bad blood between you gonna do right. i'm gonna be gone
0: or plus <laughs> even here's the thing you see, you see how many people do you see every single day they'll, they'll they'll hate a person or they'll be on bad terms with the person but as soon as that person passes away as soon as that person dies all of a sudden all of a sudden you want to you want to go visit their family all of a sudden you want to be you want to be kind towards them mm. okay and it could also work vice versa you know you're going to be in the grave so why
2: not fix things now why not be better now? Like I've had I've had situations like that where people will try to just beef with me and I'll be like, man, you know, subhanAllah for my for the my deen, right? Like, you know, if I didn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I would probably destroy you right now. And I'm not I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I'm just saying, like, I fear Allah so much that I'm not even gonna entertain you, I'm not even gonna be mad at you. Because it's been in situations where people just insult me, insult my dean, insult everything I stand for, and I'll just be like, you know what? That's cool. And I could retaliate because of the way that you're speaking to me. You're disrespecting me, right? And I could defend myself, but I'm like, you know, I'm gonna let you do that because you might be angry with me. You might be angry at some circumstance. You might be angry at the world. I don't care. I'm not gonna lower myself to your standard so that you could see me do exactly what you're doing to me. I don't need that. And that's, that's one thing that like, it would go for if I was to get married because why would I need that? Why would I need the bad blood? If we disagreed on something so much so that we had to get a divorce, okay, so be it. Allahu Akbar. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw this best for me. That's where this this tawakkul will come from, right? And having the tawakkul and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know that whatever situation I get in, if this is best for me, it's going to go my way. Right? If it doesn't go my way, then Allah didn't see it best for me. Oh, it's not, it's not
1: even about your way. It's about God's way. Allah, exactly. Allah is the one who planned and Allah, Allah is the one who decreed whatever is going to happen to you. If, if it were to come to you, and nothing will make it miss you. Exactly. So like, you know, I, and I
2: do, I, I agree with you. Wow. And one thing you can't miss out on is making dua. Like, why would, if you find someone that you're interested in... Yes, I wanted to touch up on this. If you, if you find yourself nearing towards a haram relationship, but if
1: if you are, if you are a legend, if you are a man, you, like, it's only gonna hurt you if you do it the haram way. Why don't you use the, this as motivation? Why don't you have some subtle? Why don't you have some patience? And like, I'll, I'll, God's watching you. So if you were to have some patience, refrain, restrain yourself and... You know, maybe well, whatever, if you need money, if you need a, if you need to better yourself, if you if you need if you need to build up courage, talk to our father. Like Allah is watching you. Mm-hmm. Allah is watching you, so don't take the haram route, take the halal route. Have some patience, have some endurance. It's only going to be a little bit of time, and then I'll, and then you'll be blessed. Like you you you'll oh, you'll thank yourself for, and you'll thank Allah for uh, for waiting. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. What's a powerful du'a? Mm-hmm. Rabbi inni lima min faqir. Read this alayhi du'a. This is the du'a of Musa alayhi salam. You want a wife, you want a house, whatever it may be. You you read this dua right
2: here. Powerful dua. Something, something interesting I I see a lot on TikTok is where I'll see Muslims post uh, about their haram relationship. Like they'll post like past text messages between them. Mm. And I'll be like, and I'll see like, oh, them saying like, I love you, this and that, this and that. And I'm like, and they'll be talking about in the comments or in their caption or whatever, how this haram relationship just completely destroyed them. And that they're trying to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whenever I look at those types of things, I'm like, Subhanallah! Like, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala protected me from this in times where I didn't feel like I, I had, I needed the protection, right? In a time where I may have neglected my connection with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, I was still protected from this. I still feared that this could happen to me, because I knew that if I did something like this, me personally, I just knew that this would destroy me. This would hurt me to a point where I might fall into like a worse way and go the route of shaitan because when you're in a haram relationship and it ends it's so easy to go the route of shaitan it's so easy to keep falling into that and just be like you know what this one didn't work I'm gonna go for the next one or I'm gonna go for the next one or you know what I'm just gonna stop relationships altogether I'm not gonna commit and I'm just gonna yeah start committing zina it's so easy to do that, or so easy to turn to drugs and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, because because like, you got
1: that stress in your heart. I'm not gonna lie, a relationship it can cause you a lot of stress. It can cause you cause you a lot of pain, suffering, scars, and you can, that could cause you to turn to something else. It's so many. That's why I say, and I said in the beginning, it's so
0: dangerous. But well, like, what do you see? It's like, so look, dangerous. imagine, imagine you're you're surrounding yourself. with, Let's say who people who are not as religious as you, right? And you get out of a harm relationship. What's one of the first things that? Oh, let's let's go to the let's go to the club with the boys, right? And then you guys go to the club, right? You might have a little drink here. You might have a little girl twerking up on you here, right? And then you know, then you get into, you get involved into a, a whole whole other situation, right? And then you're gonna be now watch. Now you're going to the clubs every single week. Now you're doing the same thing every single week. Now you're just gonna watch yourself slowly fall, 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 and it's gonna be the ultimate destruct, uh, destruction of yourself.
2: It was crazy because when I was in high school, like playing football and stuff like that, I'd have my teammates trying to even push me into this. Not even into like a relationship. They pushed me to go and commit zina with a woman just because maybe a a certain girl at the school liked me or something like this. But I never gave her the attention because I was like, man, I'm not going to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I look like just going and doing that? Like, first off, that's degrading for me. And I'm not going to degrade that girl just because she likes me and go do something like that with her. And then just what? Leave her? Never talk to her again or something like that? I was like, nah, man. I I, I would always tell them, like, yeah, I'm waiting for marriage. But at the time, I never told them why. I never said, oh, yeah, because Islamically I have to wait for marriage. I just used to say, I'm just waiting for marriage. Don't worry about me. You know what's so crazy? In high
0: school, I said the same thing. And you know what I was told? That's the gayest thing I ever heard. Yep. That, that's what. They, that's literally what they told me. That I'm gay <laughs> because I want to wait for the per- for, for a good woman that I'm going to be married to. Imagine, thinking about it. And I look, those same people, those same people I know now are not in a successful relationship now. Crazy. Crazy to think of that. Then they were. Then they were in a relationship. I give them that. But now, are they? Just a couple years ago crazy. Right. Don't. That's why you shouldn't take influence from these people. Allah knows best. These people don't know best, right? Mm-hmm. People are just going to talk at the end of the day. And on top of that, these people
2: going to change. They're going to realize what they did is wrong. This is why I went through a period of self-reflection and just kind of like stopped talking to people all altogether for a time and only turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I was like, man, these people, they always try to tell me these things. And I know it's, it's not good for me. It's not good for them. But me advising them, they're just going to look at me like I'm a roadkill or something or I'm lame or something like this. And I'll tell them every single time, like, bro, I don't want to do this. Like, and it's not, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm afraid or whatever. I'm like, no, I just don't want to do it because it's not good for me. What's going to come out of it? Look, oh, some, some short term pleasure. I'm going to be pleasured for, for five seconds. Cool. Now, what do I do after that? Where do I go after that? Where does my life go? How does this help me get success in my life? At the end of
0: the day, when it comes to any type of success story, it's always the same type of story. oh people made fun of me because I was going on the right path. now these people are bums or whatever. or let's say those people they decided to change their life. now now they know what they did is wrong. they're they only going to call you crazy because they can't see your vision. They can't see you how you th- how you're thinking. you're just and, thinking differently. And also one thing, don't be afraid to say no, just to stay in your boundaries. like it's okay if you want to stay if you want to stay in your boundaries. There's no, there's no reason to be afraid of these people. It doesn't diminish your value in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, whenever you say no to something to protect yourself or your goals, it's an ultimate, it's an ultimate, it's a deeper yes to whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm.
2: You know what's so crazy, subhanAllah. I saw this from a streamer who like he was basically just challenging everyone. Everyone's saying, like, oh, they want to be great or whatever, right? They want to do this in their life, right? But he was like, You you start here talking to that girl. You still out here going to the club. You still out here smoking. You still out here drinking. Still out here doing all the same things that you were doing when you were in high school, or something, or that you were doing at a time where you were low in your life. You're still doing the same thing, but you're saying, "Oh, I want to stack up my bread. I want to get. I want to get this successful. I want to do this with my life."
1: Like you got to get retrospective with yourself.
2: Did I? You got to ask yourself, like, did you change? Or the people that yeah. have those things that you want.
0: Are they were they sitting there doing the things, the things that, that you're, you're doing, doing right yeah. now you got were they like, doing something different like you got to think about it If these people are different, they have different results. It's because they did something different. They're not doing the same things that your regular Joe Schmo is doing right now think about the people of paradise right? think they they were doing the same things as you know the the guy who was going to the clubs every week and no they're yeah. not they're not doing those things. Right, these are the people who fear Allah. These are the people who put their trust in Allah. And one of my favorite ayahs of the Quran is, "Whoever puts their trust in Allah, Allah will make a way for them." Like this is something that I hundred percent believe in. Right, always put your trust in Allah, no matter what. When you're back again is against the wall, just put your trust in Allah, and in Allah the- will make Allah will make a way for you, no matter what. And matter of fact, He'll make ways for you in ways that you never imagined.
2: Bro, this is a message to every Muslim and non-Muslim. If you want to change your life, if you want something. In your life, you have to have some ambition. You have to have some drive to do what you want to do. You can't be someone who's going to sit there and go and smoke every single day, go to the club, hang out with women, go drink or go smoke, do all these activities that are going to steer you away from the success that you want. If you want success, you're going to go out there and find it. You're going to go out there and you're going to look for it. You're going to do the work to get there. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to stack up my bread, but you don't have any bread. How are you going to do these types of things when you're stuck in the same mud that you've been stuck in since you were in high school? The same people who who think that, oh yeah, if I do this, if I do this, I'm going to reach this type of success. No, you're not going to, that's not going to happen. That's why we as Muslims, we understand that whatever we do, whatever happens to us, that's what's best for us. So long as we have God, so long as we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is what's best for us. So I'm going to stop these bad habits, I'm going to turn to God, and you're going to see how my life turns around. Even if I'm not making the amount of money or something that I want. Even though that my life didn't go exactly as it planned, I knew this was best for me because spiritually, inside my heart, I'm happy. I'm rich inside my heart. That's what you want in your life. You're not gonna sit there and just keep going through the cycle that you're going through right now. Because where are you going where are you going in life, bro? You're in the same position that you were two years ago, one year ago, last month. Like how where do you how do you think your life is gonna change?
0: And also understand you don't need to. Have drugs or go and be in haram relationships to have fun. Allah has made a lot of things halal for you and only limited a, a small amount of things haram, things that are harmful for you. Why would you want to go out and harm yourself? Why do you hate yourself that much? Why do you dislike yourself that much? You're going to go out here and diminish your value just for temporary joy. This this life is nothing but
2: pure amusement. Yeah, exactly. And subhanAllah, I mean, these these are just lessons, right? Just reminders for all of us. You know, including ourselves. Yeah, not just not like just first
1: and foremost ourselves.
2: Yeah, most most like we mostly spoke about like staying away from haram relationships because that's one thing that it can, it can take a toll on you in every aspect of your life. It can steer you away from your deen It can take a mental, uh, it can steer you away mentally. It can, but you know,
1: you know what's also like interesting about that is that for a halal relationship, you've made a halal, you got a marriage. It could, it a righteous spouse can mean the world for you. Yeah. It can make you straight on the right path. You guys could live like a happily ever after. Like, it could literally be like that.
0: Now, imagine you guys are entering Jannah together.
1: Yeah, subhanAllah. Just just because you patiently endured that
2: one time or you were patient, you had trust in Allah ta'ala. Like, exactly what you said. Like, a halal relationship. We're talking about haram relationships all this time. A halal relationship, think about it. It will complete half your deen just because you got a spouse who's righteous and they help you on your deen. They help you to. Pray, they helped you to learn more Qur'an, to learn more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet. Salam, that's salam. completing half your deen. Then the other half is you living out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in the wrath that you could face if you turn away from him, right? Then also for a halal relationship, one thing Usman said was: think about it. What if I'm destined for so much wealth, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't give it to me until I'm married? Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah, I, I thought of that and I was like, man, what the heck? What if, like, yeah, because Everybody's always fearful of financial stability before they get married. What if financial stability won't ever come until you get married? Until you commit saying, I trust Allah that even though I may be kind of broke right now, if I could pay to get married, I'm going to do that because maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enrich me later. It's an investment.
0: Look, I, I think it's in uh, Surah, uh, Surah Noor where it talks about, and marry the unmarried amongst you. And uh, shall they be poor, Allah will uh,
2: provide for them. Uh, anybody who comes to me talking about financial stability, I'm like, I don't care about that. Don't worry about that. Because look, why would I delay making halal say? with you? Because I'm afraid of what money What I does have?
0: society say today? Oh, let me get a house. Let me get a car first. Let me get a stable income first. Yada, yada, yada. Then I'll get married. But Allah, on the other hand, He's telling you to get married first and He's the one who provides for you. Allah, is not your job.
2: And what if you thinking like that delays your risk until the day of judgment or yeah, something? it delays until, your... Marriage. Yeah, until until you're probably
0: junior. not going to get married
2: till like your. No, 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 not even delaying your marriage. What if you just think, okay, I'm not going to get married till I and financially stable, but you, okay, you get to a point where you're financially stable. What, what if that financial stability was supposed to be double if you had gotten married at the, oh, hold on. Top, the original time you wanted to? What if financial stability to you is different than <laughs>
0: what, what it actually means to be financially stable? Because some people, like, once you get to a certain point, they always want more and more and more. They'll be, oh, no, it's not enough yet. It's not enough yet. It's not enough yet. It's mm-hmm. not enough yet. What When is enough? When is enough? You got to be able to draw that line.
2: You can never have too much money, so it's never going to be enough, bro. Like,
0: like, look, I think the Prophet said, like, like if a man was given a mountain of gold, he'll want another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's amazing. Allah subhanAllah. That's gonna close out this video, man. Uh just, just a reminder for us and for you. Uh let us know if you learned if you could take any advices from this and advice that you can give us. Like leave some stuff in the comments for us, inshallah, bidnilla, and leave suggestions for future podcasts in the comments or DM us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And with that, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi
0: We hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you sh- share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. Just to remind you, we're not scholars. We're still students of knowledge. And with that being said, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu